Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of... Suze! Suze! So this time I've been joined by Joe Bohr, and it was really lovely to chat to him because... I don't think we've ever had a long sit-down conversation about films, which makes him part of a very elite group, to be honest, because I do try to work every conversation just talking about films. Uh, I, I I was very keen in this podcast. I, I've just edited it, and looking back on it, I was like, God, I was very keen to go, oh, yeah, me too, I think I think that as well, and also, have you seen this? And jo, I feel like Joe was very patient with me, and I feel like uh, he's a very good father, because uh, I'm probably about as uh, keen as a two-year-old, and he has a two-year-old. So listen to this. It's Joe Bohr, and it's me, and we're talking about Back to the Future, Steve Coogan, and lots of other things. So I'm going to start with, what's uh, the first film you remember like being obsessed with as a kid? Um, the first film I was obsessed with... Uh, probably Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. I think I was of that age where I liked the toys, mm-hmm. um, and everyone in school was into it. Mm-hmm. And you all had a favourite one. Um, I think it was Michelangelo. He was the funny one. Yeah, he was a laugh. He yeah. was a party dude. <laughs> he was a party dude. <laughs> That's what I remember from the because uh, I, I I came up on a cartoon series. No way. So that's what okay. early nineties. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what came first? The Toys then the film. Uh, the, the I think the, I think it was toys first. I think it came mm. from toys. I could so, be wrong. Right, like Transformers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your hardcore fans could probably message me now. <laughs> I've I've got a good line in people who tweet. Well, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> oh well, actually. <laughs> oh. Um, so yeah, I loved that. I loved uh, yeah teenage mutant ninja turtles. My, my dad was when my dad worked in film. My dad was a film censor. Ah uh, right. Uh, so he, we used to get. He, I used to get a black card. It's pretty amazing. Uh-huh. Um, which mean means that two of you can get in free with this card. I and mean, we used ah. to take when I was old enough to take people on dates. Right. Um, I could, uh, you know, when you brandish that, the the, mm. the the person at the desk would be like, "Oh my god." That's got a, a lot card. of so that two people for free or just buy. Yeah, one but in the art, when it was like two quid. Like okay. Now, <laughs> now obviously it would be pretty cool. But that means yeah. a lot. That met would mean a lot more then because there wasn't yeah. getting a bootleg of a film wasn't as simple as typing in. Well, I don't know how it's done, but yeah, you type yeah. in the name of the film, and then put lockers, and maybe you get a stream. <laughs> I've heard, but you couldn't do that then. No, mm. no. So it's pretty. <laughs> it was pretty cool. But so, yeah, so I grew up on film. My dad would always bring home videos, mm. and, uh, and I studied film. Right. Um, and I, I make film. I make film as well. Yeah. So I love film. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so your dad was a film censor, did My you dad say? dad was a film censor, yeah. Oh, so you know amazing. the BBFC? Yeah. The card that comes up before the film, uh, he was the principal examiner, yeah. Mm. So he would, all the films had to go through him at some point. Right. And he, I think he told me 96% was porn that came out. <laughs> that was his excuse, anyway. That's what he told me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, got to be Just done. Got to lock myself away and watch it with these. <laughs> <Just research. laughs> So, yeah. But did you ever get to see any of like the crazy band movies, like the um, video nasties? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I did. So um, but what used to happen is uh, every, quite a lot. He would a lot of times he would take me to that. They used to have a, a cinema at his work uh, in Soho Square, 
and if he wasn't sure whether something or if they weren't sure whether something was going to be like a 12 or a 15 he thought yeah I'll take my kid ah. uh, mess him up for life <laughs> uh, or see whether it does and I remember going I remember going to see Edward Scissorhands at like when I was 11 and they yeah. weren't sure whether to make it a PG or 12 yeah because it's PG isn't it yeah, yeah. and I remember, I remember I had to fill in a form going this is I'm just scared shitless <laughs> Because it's really scary. The imagery of the, yeah. the scissors for hands. He comes out of the dark. <laughs> and, I, and it's Johnny Depp. And it's Johnny Depp as Terrifying well. Man. Obviously nowadays. <laughs> now, now we know. Um, <laughs> it was really scary, that film. Yeah. Tim Burton films. And I love Tim Burton. I did mm. my dissertation on Tim Burton. But, mm-hmm. uh, but his films, like the imagery of them. It's just, yeah, just Yeah, Tim Burton's scary, pretty isn't dark. Well, yeah. uh, isn't Edward Edward's hands? It's very like that German expressionist like Cabinet of Dr. Caligari and all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the it's only film I can remember from university. Yeah. But your dissertation was on Tim Burton. Yeah, my dissertation was on Tim Burton on the role of the outsider mm-hmm. uh, in Tim Burton films. Oh, yeah, amazing, true. I remember that. Um, <laughs> just an excuse to watch Tim Burton films. Yeah. yeah. I did my dissertation on, like, Spaced. Amazing. <laughs> I went, oh, <laughs> space, spaced and short of the, the dead. My, so the ti- title of my dissertation, let's see if I can remember what it was. It was very punchy. It was, why why are sitcom-based films so frequently unsuccessful? How do I remember this? And can this be linked to the many ways in which intertextuality can be defined? <laughs> you just wanted to watch comedy. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, had a, I had a huge Amazing. section on Back to the Future 3. Wow. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, which is your chosen film. Because Kevin... Yeah. Well, yeah, Back to the Future, yeah. Not Back to the Future 3, obviously. <laughs> no, no. Um, but Kevin and Perry I really liked. I, thought, I think that's yeah, really underrated. Yeah, I remember that. I remember seeing that cinema when I was about 16. Yeah. yeah. All I can picture is the floating poo. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it, it's very... Um, they made good use of the fact that it was a film, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They, didn't, they, they broadened it out so it was filmic. Yeah. And actually, I've seen it for about 15 years. But <laughs> it's actually quite similar to the Inbetweeners movie, actually, mm-hmm. if you think about it. They yeah. They went on holidays, didn't they, to get laid? Yes. Not saying the in-betweeners copied it. <laughs> but it's a bit like those, minds, like those on the buses <laughs> movies where they're like, they go to Spain. Yeah, Back to the Future. Mm. Um, yeah, so what made you choose Back to the Future? Um, I think, like, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know why. I can revisit it at mm-hmm. any time. Mm. Um, and it's very 80s. I love, yeah. I love the 80s. I love the 80s. I'm a kid, I'm a kid of the 80s. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit of that. Um, Michael J. Fox is amazing. Yeah. He's so charismatic. Yeah. Um, there's just so much. Uh, great, uh, what's, I was going to say Great Scott. That's, that's what he says. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd's yeah. incredible. Like time travel movies. I didn't realise that that is a genre that I liked, but it, mm-hmm. is, a, it is a really fun genre. Yeah. Even though you can pick at it and go, well, actually, you probably shouldn't have. That doesn't make sense to go back then. And then, you know, if that happened, that would have Oh, changed. yeah, time tra- the science of time travel is a minefield because it yeah. doesn't exist. No, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, you say that. Um, in the future, they, they don't <laughs> Well, the um, Tories taking us back to the fucking 60s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, it's such a good film. And mm. it's funny. And, I mean, obviously, looking at Back to the Future too, you know, it's relevant. Mm. Um uh, yes. We've got our own Biff. Now. Yeah, yeah. But it's just so It's bonkers fun, though, isn't it? Because Biff was literally based on Donald Trump then. And yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was incredible. <laughs> it was based on Donald Trump, wasn't it? Mm. The Trump, the, his tower 
Was yeah. that would be like the Trump mm. Tower? Yeah, where, back when people were like, he's just a figure of fun. Yeah. It's getting harder. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> getting harder and harder to feel that way. Um, back to the Future is one of those... Um, so many of those films, you go back and revisit them now, and there's lots of... They're quite problematic, like yeah. Ghostbusters. With the mum. Still great, but Ghostbusters is like... Bill Murray's just a sex pest <laughs> yeah. in that and, movie. And you were thinking, oh, he's quite cheeky. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah. stop, leave those women alone, Bill. But, uh, back <laughs> but yeah, to he, get, he gets off with his mum, which is... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You watch it now and you think, that is weird. <laughs> That's very strange. Yeah. And the, yeah, the, it's, I mean, it's a... It's, mum, you're so... You're so... You're so beautiful. <laughs> no. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it has it's less cool. of that sort of problematic thing than a lot of those... Films of the 80s and 90s had. There's yeah. no one calling each other the R word. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which you can't even say anymore. Um, which was thrown around, like call, calling people... Uh, it's a derogatory slur for people who are learning impaired. Uh, calling people that was really a punchline all the time. It, it was yeah. in Godzilla, just someone just throws it out. Yeah, there. there's, there's actually... I mean, there's not, there's not much of it that dates. Like, it would, oh. you know, it would stand up... Uh, Today and a mm. lot of eighty, yeah, a lot of you're right. A lot of eighties films are sort of cr- like Revenge of the Nerds and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's, yeah, I think all of it. Oh, it's brilliant. It's, mm. it's such a great film, Back and, and also the CGI is not awful. It's not as mm. awful as it could be. Yeah, the effects um, hold up. I think it's because yeah. they really they've uh, mixed the practical effects and the computer effects really well. Yeah, and so it doesn't. Terminator Two is another one where. If they weren't implemented as well, they'd look mm. shoddy and old. But Terminator 2, the, the effects really hold up they because they've been implemented so well yeah. with the real action. Yeah. Yeah, and they actually filmed. I know a lot of geeky stuff about Back to the Future. They, they, mm. they filmed about half of it with another guy in the oh, lead. Oh, Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Michael J. Fox became available. Yeah. And they just reshot. Loads. It's amazing, isn't it? Horrible. Have you ever seen any of the Eric Stoltz footage? Yeah. Because I've got all those DVD extras. Mm. Um, it does look uncomfortable. Yeah, it does it's look not, It's not right. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> he's not Michael J. Fox. No. But Michael J. Fox, would, he apparently at the same time, he was filming uh, a sitcom at the same time. Okay. During the day. Right. So then at night, he would shoot the Back to the Future stuff. Amazing. Um, I don't he know, must Some of your fans might, have, might, might be slightly Well, actually. Well, actually. Well, actually. <laughs> um, I think you're fine. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's amazing. I find that to be amazing. Yeah. Because he absolutely nailed it. There's a few films like that. Um, Yeah. God, what's the other one? Oh, this is a film that's sort of plagued with uh, terrible production difficulties, but, and and it is a terrible film. Uh, The Island of Dr. Moreau. Have you ever seen seen it? it. I wouldn't recommend it, but there's an amazing documentary about it. And they replaced everything from the lead actor to the director. Wow. Marlon Brando's in it at sort of the height of his disdain for his profession. Wow. Big Marlon Brando. Yeah. Yeah, And and they got rid of the director after four days. And Brando had only signed on to work with this director. uh, This guy called Richard. Oh, I've forgotten his second name. But he was this sort of weird, hippie, mystical guy. He got this job on a big Hollywood movie. And when they were able to get Val Kilmer, who at the height of his disdain for his profession as well, they got him and Brando and suddenly the budget went up. Richard Stanley, that's the director. Yeah. And Brando said he'd only do the film with Richard Stanley. And they got rid of him after four days and brought in, um, I want to say, Bruckheimer. Yeah. And Brando hated him but was contractually obliged to do the film. So he just, he went... um, Okay, well, for this scene, and it was shot in the middle of nowhere on an island in the middle of 
Wow. The Pacific or whatever. And he said, well, for this scene, I think I should have lots of peacock feathers around my head. And they went, well, we can't get any. He went, yeah, no, I think we should get them. So production was just halted for a day while someone had to go and find, wow. and, and they think someone just went and found a peacock and just pulled all his feathers wow. out. So that Brando would have his feathers. <laughs> and at one point he had um, an earpiece in uh, so that he wouldn't have to learn his lines. And his assistant was in the trailer just reading out the script. Wow. And he just stopped in the middle of the scene and said, I told you not to act. <laughs> no. yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> so Back to the Future, so Back to the Future uh, <laughs> <laughs> links in a weird way to the Earl of the Doctor Moreau. Not yeah. as many problems, but I think there are a fair few quite sort of high-profile films that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but even such actually, unnecessary. There is the whole thing about the Libyans. Oh, the, what's this? When in, in the Libyans have got something, the te- the te- Libyan terrorists. Oh, right. You know when he they've got the, this uh, the pl- plutonium. And it comes from the Libyan terrorists, and that's that they're oh, yeah. a bit, you know, I don't that wouldn't quite exist today. I see. Oh, the I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stereotypical uh, terrorists who sort of arrive, of course, with a with an accent, with that, an accent that sort of covers half of Africa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, that's a bit true. Dodged. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hadn't really thought of it. Yes. Looking back, but they're never seen as as big a villain as Biff the school bully. So I yeah. guess you don't really think of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it is. Um, it's it is a it's a great film and it does hold you know it does link obviously to two and three I don't know if they planned all three yeah who knows um, like yeah I wonder because it's different actress playing and um, oh, yeah, of course Jenny? yeah Jenny is a new in Jenny the, in the second and the dad doesn't come back in the second oh is it a different dad different dad okay. yeah well you see the dad but he's upside down it's quite, it's quite <laughs> it's, and, it, and it is a new dad for some reason oh, like, yeah. I don't know why he wasn't in the second one because he was brilliant in the first one yeah um they're very good aging makeup as well. Yes, the, I love film. seeing that. I, yeah. like, like in Friends, when you see them when they're younger. Yes, we you see Monica when she's fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Friends doesn't age as well, according to millennials. Well, yeah, there's some um, people I think are too offended by Friends, but then oh. I would say that I'm nearly 34 and I'm white and I was brought up on Friends. But yeah, it is essentially six it, rich love... white people, isn't it? <laughs> I worked. I mean, I probably don't know if I should be saying this. I worked at BuzzFeed. And I got, mm-hmm. I'd get in, regularly get into arguments about friends, defending yeah. friends. Uh, it was, they hated it. And I, really? I still... And it's it's one of my favourite shows. You could just stick yeah. it on at any time. It's really, really well scripted. Like, it, you can't argue with the fact that it's yeah. really tightly written. Yeah. Really well acted. Me and Nick Helm both agree, David Schwimmer's the best one. I think Schwimmer's <laughs> the best one. Actually. Yeah. He's the most complex. Yes. And um, he's really good. He can do it all. He can do... Um, he can do the sensitive stuff. He can do the screwball stuff. I really like David Schwimmer. Great physical comedy. There's yes. A, there's one scene where he falls off, falls over. He's wearing rollerblades. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And when he gets an, when he gets tan. And yeah. He's like, I'm an eight. I'm an eight. <laughs> so many quotable lines. Friends is great. I think people who hate Friends are just trying to be cool. Yes. Trying to be. You're just trying to be cool. You're not. I think. I just think it's a weird. Um, it's a weird sitcom to bash if you're going to bash a sitcom. Oh, there's so many friends. other sitcoms to bash. Yeah, yeah. It's because our generation love. Yeah. The 30 plus generation. Yeah. Say we were that. brought up on. Yeah. <laughs> we're the same age. Yeah, we're the same um, age. We were brought up on Friends. I mean, Frasier. Frasier's another one. It's brilliantly acted. It's so tightly written, but it yeah. is about some rich white people. <laughs> yeah. So. I never probably got into Frasier because I probably because I thought I don't really care about these. Yeah, but these they're pompous, so they're so elitist guy. and that's yeah, kind of yeah. a joke. Yeah. Yeah, no that it does hold up though. It's but you good. warm to well, I warm to Ross. Yeah. He's in so much pain. <laughs> yeah. 
His, you know, his ex-wife's a lesbian. <laughs> you know. <laughs> that horrible thread that went round where it's like, she should, Rachel should have ended up with Joey. I, I genuinely felt upset no. as if it was my parents being attacked. Someone, someone uh, when I was working at BuzzFeed, I don't know if I should be saying all this, <laughs> wrote a thing on how terrible Ross is. Okay. And uh, and I watched, she, she sat quite near me and I came over and I went, my friends say I'm all like Ross. And uh, and I said, she went, oh, I feel sorry for you then. And she and I thought, actually, no, I love Ross. Yeah. I'm so glad you said you like Ross. I love Ross. Ross is great. He's got lots of flaws. Not yeah. one of them is he rewarded for. It's like, <laughs> oh, he gets the girl at the end. Like, yeah, he, they go through a lot. <laughs> and then when he moves into that place, uh, and they're like, well, you got to give us the new guy. you got to give us some money. And he went, no, I'm not going to. I've just moved <laughs> yes. in. Yes. I'm like, Yes. <laughs> Is that the one where he gets them a, a basket of mini muffins instead and I they're think really so, angry yeah, yeah. about it? Yeah. <laughs> That's oh. a great one as well. <laughs> oh, now I just want to watch Friends. Yeah, I think I might just go and watch Friends tonight. <laughs> so you can, that, it's on all the time. It is, you can find it anywhere on mm. any channel at any time. I've just I've just come back from doing some shows in, in Cardiff mm-hmm. and there was all these comics and they they walked down the street and I was like, just freaking out the whole time going, this is the scary street. Uh, it's that line in Withner and I where it goes, these are the kind of windows faces looking at. <laughs> <laughs> I get that walking down the street sometimes. Yeah, I'm a right, I'm a right wimp. Um, so yeah, I used to, um, yeah, I've just realised I don't like scary things. I don't even like going to like amusement arcades mm-hmm. um, or parks. What do you call it? Where they've got the scary rides. The, yeah, like the ghost train. The ghost train. Yeah. Thing, yeah. Um, yeah, all a bit, all a bit scary for me. But I, um, yeah, I would say Tim Burton films probably okay. my favourite of all the scary ones. Yeah, he really builds yeah. an atmosphere. So yeah. yeah, yeah, the music is always incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, does Batman count? Batman. Yeah, that's Batman. Tim Burton as well. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Batman. Uh, I would say all the Tim Burton Batman's. There's only two, isn't there? Yeah. Um, I, I love all the Batman's apart mm-hmm. from. Batman versus Superman, I think. I never was bothered with it. It's so bad. <laughs> right. Um, I probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't be horrible to whoever made. Sorry if you're listening and you made. Yeah, he's Superman a big fan. Whoever he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it's just too much. Too much. Right. They just throw money at the screen. Yeah. Um, and sometimes when it's simple, it's it's beautiful. Like the essence of Batman. Like, I love any incarnation of Batman. Mm-hmm. Even like the TV series. The, the, right. vi- the villains are amazing. Joker, like every Joker has been, even the guy yeah. who had the moustache. Oh, well, it's Cesar the, Romero when Cesar he paints Romero. over his moustache. <laughs> like, we can all see you've got a moustache, mate. <laughs> he, can, he put it in his contract that he wouldn't shave it off. That's amazing. Yeah. He's like, no, it's kind of my thing. It's like, I'm sure you could grow it back. <laughs> <laughs> that Batman, that first Batman film, I remember me and my friends at 14, I had it on, I think I had it, it was one of the first DVDs I ever had. And yeah. we would watch it and really laugh at it, like, these idiots, like, no, you stupid teenagers, it's meant to be a joke. Like, yeah, it's yeah. meant to be funny. Yeah, You're yeah. meant to be laughing at it. And, and then you look back and go, oh, Adam West's performance is amazing. It's great. Like, he's so funny. Yeah, and he had to be built to work. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Not like the guys now who are, it's a rubber. So. Yeah. What was it when George Clooney did it and his suit had nipples? It's horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bat nipples. He thought. I mean, he said we've killed a, a franchise. Yeah, he really apologised for it. Didn't yeah, he? I don't think he. Should. I think he was all right. You know. Yeah, well, it wasn't Clooney's fault, and he had no. the perfect Batman chin. Yeah, right. he looked Batman. Val Kilmer, I thought Val Kilmer, one I thought was really good. Yeah. Um, it made him go mad, though, didn't it? Did it? Yeah. Um, no, that one. It does tend to send you a bit over the edge. <laughs> Playing Batman. Being, being Batman. Did you see? Because I love Michael Keaton. I think he's amazing. Did you yeah. ever see Birdman? 
Yeah, I loved Birdman. It was brilliant, wasn't it? It, I, ma- oh, it makes me tense it. because mm. it, the whole time he's sort of waiting to go on stage, isn't he? Yes. Is it? And you just, yeah. I've been in that situation where you're, you're in those sort of theatres where you're walking mm. around and you're like, God, I hope I'm, I hope I'm going to be on stage yes. at the right time. And, and it was, oh he, my God. it really built up Sweaty. the, um, the fact that this was his last chance, last chance saloon, wasn't it? Yeah. And he's like, well, it's I, sort of him is, playing him, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 We, I thought it was, oh, I wish he'd won the Oscar. He's got, he's got a real frailty. Yes. I love that. And I love that about comics. My favourite comics are the ones that look like they're going to cry at any moment. Okay, yeah. Probably why yes. I love Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so you want them always on the edge of a breakdown. Yeah. My favourite my favorite stand-up yeah. shows, like in Edinburgh, I really go, right, I'm going to go see a show tonight and I want it to be really funny and I want to cry. Yeah, I love crying. crying. I love crying in a stand-up show. Oh, I hear Shazo almost cried out and I was like, I think I did, did I cry? There was a little bit of crying. And I was like, oh. Which show? A Hear, A Hear Shark. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw it last week. It. Right, right. Um, and uh, it was sad, and I was like, mm. I'm not crying at a comedy show. It's, it's great. And I thought, oh, I love it. <laughs> I love, um, I love it in Edinburgh. Love a good cry. Um, you're in Edinburgh anyway. You're like emotionally fragile. Yeah, the whole fringe. Yeah. So it's good to have an have um, an outlet for that. Like I, I cried twice in Brett Goldstein's show this year. Yeah. No one died in it or anything. <laughs> there was just a bit of went, Oh, I was in love, and it felt like this. And I went, Oh yes, here they come, the old tears. <laughs> oh, I love a good cry. <laughs> I don't, I've never cried in my own show, thank God. I find that really embarrassing if, if, a, if a comic cries at their own show. Unless someone's actually died and they're yeah. only doing it for like the first five times. <laughs> but, you have to do it every night. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not into watching someone else cry. Mm. It's for the audience to cry. It, it must take a skill. I think in, the, in you know. Yeah, squeeze out some tears. Squeeze out some tears. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm writing a show at the moment and I sort of... It's sad, mm. and I think I kind of think I, w- I could cry. Yeah, I don't know if people want us to do. You don't want you don't want to see tears, do you? Really? Maybe you could do some old Vicks. Vicks. Yeah, yeah. Get the Vicks going. A little bit of Vicks in your pocket, <laughs> and then just go oh, and look like you're welling up, and then the tears come. And people go oh, it's more sad because he tried to hold them back. Can you cry on cue? Me? Can you, do it? Can you? Yeah. Fuck no, <laughs> no, no. I don't think I've ever been able to successfully cry in the scene where I had to cry, I've just had to go like, oh. that's, that's a good way of doing it. How about acting? Yeah. How about dry acting? I have a cold. I did once actually, when I was performing a scene from Titanic the Musical. That sounds amazing. I just remember that. <laughs> and you cried? I, playing, I did cry. We were playing, we were all given real life, because everyone in Titanic the Musical, which isn't as bad as it sounds, is a real life passenger. And my character I'd been given was a maid of this old German couple. Yeah. You are in the Titanic film. Do you know the Titanic film well enough? Yeah. There's a scene where an old couple are lying on a bed while... The, and they're dying. They're, yeah, they've yeah, decided yeah. to... And they're in the first That's class so cabin. Yeah, they're yeah. a real couple. Oh, wow. And they basically were given a space on the lifeboat, but their maid wasn't. And they were really old. And they gave her... Um, the, the woman, she gave her all her jewellery that she had on and her fur coat and put her on the lifeboat and wow. said, go and make your life. And then she... And so that's when amazing. The, the director told me that, she went, did you know that that's the character you're playing? I was like, all right. And then I did the scene and went, oh. that, <laughs> It that, worked. Yeah. It's, it's really moving. It's like really powerful. Do you know what? One of the only films I've cried at is Titanic. Right. Yeah. I did when I saw it at the cinema. Yeah, and I, 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 think I, I think I cried at the, the poor people being not being allowed yeah. up. That's the saddest bit. You don't. I don't give a shit. The about love story. Rose. The love story is what people. 
beat that movie with. But actually, yeah. the majority of the class stuff is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And see, in order for it's that sad. to be seen by as many people as it did, they had to tack on a love story with two people Absolutely. with lovely white skin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and also, yeah. she, you know, that was a big enough thing that she was lying on. Like, there was space. <laughs> That's there's all a, I think. There's a meme, isn't there, where they've shown really? all the different ways he could have got on it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I do remember seeing that at 12 and going like, I feel like I've been cheated. I don't feel like he needed to die. He's a little guy as well. Yeah, he's only little. Oh, no, no. Apparently Leo DiCaprio is 6'1". Is he? Yeah. And Amazing. you don't think of him like that. Okay. Robert De Niro no. is 5'9". How is he like oh, half wow. a foot shorter than... I met Tom Cruise and I, expe- I expected him to be a lot... Smaller. He's just normal height. Yeah, I've heard that Tom Cruise is just, he just marries six foot women. He marries big women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All his wives have been six foot on the top. (laughs) I remember thinking, really good handshake. He had such a good handshake. I was like, everything about that is perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Not too hard, not too soft, like (laughs) right in in a good place. Why did you meet Tom Cruise? (laughs) I was working on the Graham Norton show. So um, I'd sort of meet. You meet. Oh, we do warm up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I did warm up there for three years. Mm -hmm. And you just meet, yeah, you meet some incredible people. I bet. Um, And uh, yeah, uh, he was, he was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I've never heard anyone work with Tom Cruise and say a bad word against him. People love working with Tom Cruise. Apparently he goes around the whole crew and cast on the first day. He learns everyone's names and he never forgets them. Yeah, that's cool. But that's like a, Politician skill, isn't it? It's a real like. Yeah, do you know? I, I met Nick Clegg, and I thought mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't like. Your, I don't like. Well, I, I sort of do, do like some of his politics, but I don't yeah. like. You know, I'm a Labour voter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, like, I liked him pre 2020, 2010 election. Yeah, right? absolutely, absolutely. I really liked him, and then really hated him. Mm, uh, yeah. And I met him, and he was so charming. Yeah. One of the most charming guys. Disarmingly and so. I thought by the end, I was like, I'm getting a selfie with him. Putting it up. <laughs> We're gonna be best friends. It's the yellow wave. <laughs> he 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 been he was on with Roisin Connerty, who knew something about I've got a, fa- a famous member of the family. Okay. And, and then he came up to him and went, "Oh, I, I, I got told this about you," and right. and sort of knew so much about me. And I thought, I thought that was, that was amazing. Yeah, I did Ed Miliband's podcast about a month ago. Oh wow! And um, like I I I, I, I really like Ed Miliband. Yeah. I and um, I felt like he was really fucked over in the 2015 election. Blah blah. Yeah. I campaigned for Ed, uh, and the second I met him, I was like, "Oh bloody hell!" Like, <laughs> no wonder there's like, no wonder all these girls fall in love with him yeah. <laughs> since they meet him. We were doing this podcast, mm. and I, I at one point he said something to me because there's two. It's him and Jeff Lloyd, and like, yeah. no offense, Jeff Lloyd, but I only had eyes for Ed. <laughs> at one point, like, he said something, and I did like, I properly did Princess Diana eyes at him. Wow, <laughs> melted. I, I found my, I, I, like, my brain went, "Get it together, Kemp." <laughs> Wow, what did he say? He must be used to it. All he did was ask me a question about my nana. (laughs) That's it. And I went, oh. Oh, Amazing. (laughs) Did proper, yeah. Yeah, no, Ed, right. Ed Miliband, if if Ed Miliband had been able to show that side of himself when he asks about your nana, he'd never have lost that election. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't have that sort of pull with the voter, unfortunately. I don't feel like I'd be charmed by Cameron because I feel like I've met that type because my mum is a dressage rider. Oh, wow. And so we know lots of rich people who went to posh private schools. We are not from that background. (laughs) But um, I feel like I've met so many David Cameron types and they're twats yeah. and people will say about them oh he's so charming isn't he because posh charming I think that's yeah. the difference posh charming versus 
sort of middle class North London charming. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I yeah, because Ed Miliband, he hasn't, like, he's not that posh. No. He doesn't talk, he's not that much posh, posher than us. <laughs> yeah, he's just a normal like, bloke. He's yeah. just lovely. And, and he was, he was so nice and warm and yeah. Yeah, he had a bacon sandwich and that just messed uh, it up. Messed well, it up. I tell you what, I don't want anyone to see me eating a, a great big sheesh kebab at 3 a.m. <laughs> no, no, on exactly. a Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. bloody hell. Oh, sad. Sad times. <laughs> Ed Miliband, anyway, what I'm saying is Ed Miliband could have been a film star. So what's the worst film you've ever seen that you can um, think of? Well, there's there's only one film I've ever walked out of. Yeah. Um, and that is a film called Down to Earth. Uh, and I is can't remember f- much about is this it. A, no, no, I'm thinking of something else entirely. It was, Chris Rock was in it. Um, oh, and he dies and then gets sent back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I saw it. And I just... Um, I don't know what I um, I I can't remember too much about it, but I remember walking out, and right. that takes a lot for me to walk out. Of the yeah, cinema. yeah, because you paid for that too. I know, um, <laughs> but uh, th- there's a film that I I really really don't like, mm-hmm. um, and that is a film called Into the Wild. Oh, Nick Helm was talking about this the other day. Does he like it? I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember what where, what his opinion on it was. Yeah, but the, Into the Wild with Emmy Hirsch. Yeah. And I really wanted to like it, and mm-hmm. I, I was doing my I was doing a script writing MA, right? And my tutor, for, not forced us, <laughs> kind of told us to watch it. Okay. Um, Who and was I really your tutor? Like it. Is it the same tutors as on the main well, course on the university course? There, uh, it was at a place called Westminster. It wasn't. Oh, it wasn't board, I it was, see. It was right. the MA. Yeah. yeah. So he and he loved it. Right. And it, what well, it looked, and it was cinematic. Um, but it, I, God, I hated this guy. So basically, mm. it's a film about a, a guy who's on a. It's like I think he's on a gap year, uh, essentially, and he goes. Yeah, it's a true traveling. story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a true story, uh, which made me hate it even more. There's a guy who sort of <laughs> says goodbye to his family and goes into the wild, and uh, just keeps shunning his family, and mm. uh, dies in the wild. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and it, it's, it comes from a book. Mm. Um, and I think I'm sure the book was better, but it's just so pretentious. Right. And it it encouraged me to. I, so I do a character, and it encouraged me to sort of make this character about about a, an. I've got a character who's like an explorer. It's like a mm, posh mm-hmm. idiot explorer. Yeah. And it's kind of because I, I see these explorers, and I just think sometimes what they're doing is just they're just a prick. They're just a selfish <laughs> prick. Who's, they're never poor people, are they? <laughs> they're never poor people. Um, but they want to have struggle, yeah. so they go off. You know, trying to find themselves, and uh, you really feel sorry for the family in this film mm. as well, because they just made me really angry watching it. Because the family, are like, where are you? What, you know, and he's like, yeah. you know, I've just got to, um, you know, be among the bears. Um, oh. And it's just really, it does look nice, but it also <laughs> just doesn't really have a story. He just mm. goes to travel to nice places. Um, it may as well have been a documentary, so yeah. that we could have seen the family's point of view then. Yeah. There's probably a good film in there. Mm. I think was it Sean Penn who directed it? Oh, um, yeah, possibly, yeah. I think, yeah. I think it was a, like a famous act. I think it was mm-hmm. um, And it does look nice. And who am I to criticise Sean Penn? Um, <laughs> Me, I am. <laughs> yeah. I hate Sean Penn. Yes. But it's just, uh, yeah, so I, I get, I'm angry about that film. Mm. I don't know if it's the worst film ever made. No, but it pissed you off. It pissed me off. Yeah. Uh, so I'd, most of those sort of, explorer type films are kind of very sort of self-indulgent and uh, yeah 
I, I, I like Touching the Void. I've never seen Touching the Void because I feel like I'd just get very upset. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's quite, there is a story about two guys and one, you know, there's a, there's a relationship there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I used that film to sort of spoof it for my for the oh first, cool right when I, when I did my character yeah um, so it has its uses <laughs> um, but yeah in, into the wild is uh, is just very obnoxious it's it's American so but I think mm-hmm. if it was in English it would be you know posh idiot yeah going you know where would he go he would yeah. have to just go to America wouldn't he you he can't get goes. you can't get lost enough in the UK <laughs> yeah <laughs> it'd have to be Peru or <laughs> Um, but yeah, it would be try tonally. It was all over the place. It was like yeah. this earnest guy who you know was growing stubble and sort of looking out onto the horizon. Um, and uh, I'm sure if you're like 18, 19 and you're on a gap year, that right. sort of thing. Oh, it's great. amazing. Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> like the beach. Although the beach is like a is like a cooler version. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And the beach is. Um having a go at people like that isn't it it's yeah like, exactly don't just go you can't just yeah. walk into this lifestyle you tossers yeah but yeah it's all about perspective isn't it it's all about tone i think and, mm. and i think you should take the piss out of those guys yeah definitely um, yeah apparently um apparently ewan mcgregor because he didn't get the part because it was danny boyle and he got the beach after train spotting yeah yeah and he wanted ewan mcgregor for the part but he didn't wield that much power in hollywood at that point yeah so they were like no you have to have Leo. Yeah. Apparently Ewan McGregor wouldn't speak to Danny Boyle for 10 years. After no. That. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. But like, what a dickhead. <laughs> that would have been such a different film, actually. Yeah. Choose Definitely life. have seen his knob. <laughs> he can't wait yeah. to get it out. Yeah. Can I get my knob out? <laughs> oh, no, he's not Scottish. Uh, <laughs> was it? Someone, I saw someone put on Twitter once, Ewan McGregor, man of 0.75 accents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got a very good knob, though. He does, he does. He um, lo- and he loves to wield it. Yeah, yeah. So, fair enough. That's probably why he wanted to do the beach, actually. <laughs> well, can, can I be naked? That's, that's good enough. Surely I need to get my knob out for this, but I'm on a beach. <laughs> who, who wears clothes on a beach? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always naked on a beach. You and just, just please, be close. Please, please. We haven't even started production. How many times? <laughs> There's a scene in the book. Have you ever read the book of the beach? No, I feel like I should have. It's quite, it's quite um, good. There's a bit in the book amazing. where they eat um, a shark that's washed up on the beach that's yeah. already dead, and they eat it, and they all get food poisoning. And the way it's described is the most disgusting chapter of a book I've ever read. Really? <laughs> I remember reading it and just having to put it down for a while and not have a meal for two meals. Yeah. Oh, wow. Bad times reading the beach. It's why I think it's one of those situations where I think more than any film and book people have said oh the book's better than the film mm. isn't it that's, that's, it's that's very different yeah yeah um, that's I think I, I heard that so many times I think the book is as long time since I read it but it's more explicitly states the case that look all these privileged people going to an island and going oh yeah let's live in paradise oh really it's, it's much more more critical of those idiots yeah yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's quite dry it's funny um, but I feel like I feel like that about that bloody Grizzly Man documentary. Did you ever see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just was like, the ending is, yeah, by the way, you got him and his girlfriend got eaten by these bears. And you're just like, yes, you can't go and just be friends with some bears. It's not. <laughs> it's a weird one because you're watching a guy. There's a the scene where this guy just listens to. Yeah. He doesn't it's watch. It's Werner Herzog, isn't it? Werner yeah. Herzog, yeah. Just listens to the guy being eaten. Mm. And you're just watching a guy. It's like watching Sky Sports. You're watching a guy. <laughs> 
watching or listening to something. You know, like, <laughs> it's just really shit. <laughs> and he viewer. says, he says, no one must, no one can ever hear this. It's like, well, we had to watch you listen to it. Yeah, exactly. Might as no well one, play it. no one can, apart from me, <laughs> except me. No Loads of people listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. That, that, what's that film um, with the guy on the Twin Towers? Um, oh, Man on Wire. Man on Wire. When he didn't die at the end, I was annoyed. <laughs> yeah, Man on Wire's annoying one as well. It, it, oh, it's a good shout. It, <laughs> I, I, I did a video, I filmed a spoof thing mm-hmm. of him because he was, he was a real sort of obnoxious French guy. He's a guy. tosser, wasn't Absolute he? Absolute tosser. And then he came out, he finished it, and he went, oh, oh I hate this guy. And he went, actually, because uh, I don't know if this is right. I think this is right. He, he was in a relationship but yeah, because she's in it all the way through. She's in girlfriend. it. And he, he finished, he walked across the wire yeah. from one tower to the other. And he finished, he got a round of applause and he was like, I was so overcome with emotion. I, I, had, I had to cheat on my <laughs> yeah, That day. Like, what? You, what? <laughs> How have we got, what? Let's, let's deal with this first. What are you talking about, mate? You didn't have to do that. <laughs> no, I had to, I had to. I was overcome with emotion. I really remember that. Yeah, he goes, there was this, he happen, this beautiful it? woman in the crowd and yeah. I took her to a hotel room immediately. I was like, no, that's just, you're a sleaze and that, a prick. That's and amazing. His, his girlfriend, who he definitely cheated on loads of times before that, obviously, but amazing. she was really supportive as well. Yeah. <laughs> she was really supporting him wanting to walk across two oh, buildings and he could overcome. easily fall off and die. Just overcome with emotion. <laughs> Funny we can all get away with that. Sorry, I was just really overcome with emotion. So I, uh, I had to. Fucked a stranger. <laughs> yeah, just had to fuck a stranger. It's <laughs> amazing. That was so ridiculous. <laughs> And what's your best uh, experience at the cinema? Oh, best experience. I am. Um, oh, um, okay. So I've got a few. Um, my film. My, my friend made a film recently. We went to mm. film school together, and he made a film that was in the cinema, and that was oh, amazing. Oh, cool! Who was that? Um, uh, the film is called Beast, and yeah. my friend is called Michael Pierce. And yeah, he um, uh, he was like one of my best friends at university, and he made it, he made this film. It was amazing. It was in like the proper cinema. Wow. And it's, I think it's going to win some awards. I think it will at least get nominated for a BAFTA. Mm. Um, oh, it's fantastic. beautiful. It's a beautiful film. Um, and that was a really... Uh, and it was a great film. And it was a scary film. And I'm not really big into scary, but mm. uh, uh, I loved it. And that was really satisfying. So that was a great experience. Um, I would say the first half of Alan Partridge. Because, <laughs> I mean, Partridge was... A mate, I grew up with Partridge. Yes, yeah, my favourite TV yeah. show character, um, and and it was a and it it did live up. The first half definitely um, mm. lived up to it. it. Was just just constant laughter. Yeah. in the cinema, like out loud. It's an amazing script. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. Um, and you know, you could do anything with that character. Mm. I think um, it, it's whatever format it's been put in is brilliant. Yeah. Steve um, Coogan's an underrated actor, actually, isn't he? Yeah, people ask me who your favourite comedian is, mm. and, and I've finally realised it is Steve Coogan. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's so good. Um, and and obviously Partridge is incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, but being in the cinema and, and, mm. and watching people laugh that much, and I would say also Bridesmaids, like, purely oh, for, like, no. audio. I, was, I went, I saw it in America. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was because it, it was in um, an American audience, but... I've never seen an audience laugh so much at a film, right. or a comedy film, and respond so well. Like, it was so loud. Mm. You almost couldn't hear the film. It mm-hmm. was like, it They're more it. vocal at US audiences, aren't they? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I 
But I think it's very, it is very fun. It's very yeah, fun. Yeah, Bridesmaids is amazing. Um, yeah. And uh, what else would I say? The, uh, for some reason, at the end credits to Bruno, um, oh, right. he sings a song, and he, the people he gets, it's just amazing. <laughs> uh, and he's singing with he's singing with Bono, Elton John, Snoop Dogg, uh, and uh, it is Bruno. I think yeah, amazing. it is Bruno. Are they in on the joke? They're in on the joke. Okay. It's just amazing, mm. and uh, and there's loads of callbacks to the to the film. Oh, where, fantastic! Where, right. um, Elton John is sitting on uh, Bruno's friend. Bruno's friend right. is is, a, is acting as a chair, <laughs> and they're all just going along with it. Yeah, these people who you think take, take themselves really seriously. Yeah, and it's just the most perfect end. And people don't talk about it as much as they mm-hmm. should. It's such a good song as well. It's a mm-hmm. great song, and the whole time you can watch. You watch Sasha Van Cohen, and he's—you can tell he's laughing, going, "I can't believe I'm fucking doing this. <laughs> can't believe I've got—I've got Elton John, and Bono, and Snoop Dogg, and um, it's just yeah. incredible. It's a great song, and hmm. uh, and it's just so—it's just so fun. And I, I remember yeah. watching it at the end of the cinema, going, "This is incredible." Um, yeah, I, would God, say I that. don't remember it at all. I—I I definitely saw Bruno in the cinema. What, when did that come out? About. So it's after Borat, isn't it? Yeah, it's after like 2008, Borat. 2008, 2009, something like that. The film, I mean, the film was was good. It's just mm. that ending, right? Uh, the uh, I, I I've went I've gone through. You know when you're constantly playing something over and over again. Yeah. I, I was constantly had a weekend of just constantly playing it. <laughs> it was really inspiring because it's like that is a that is a comedian who, who's got to a point where he can just do anything yeah it's just he's got on the phone going can i have can i have bono please mm-hmm. it's like I, I was talking about this talking about extras the other day and like ex, i think extras is really underrated oh it's brilliant it's just yeah. the fact that it had to it followed the office yes um but he that's amazing that Ricky Gervais has just gone, I'm gonna get Ben Stiller, can we yeah. get Ben Stiller? And he you just can see it. that even they're surprised. Have you <laughs> yeah. seen the extras on the D- the DVD extras? Uh, there's a scene where they're it's it's not a scene, it's just they filmed themselves trying to get Leonardo DiCaprio to Oh yeah, it, that's great. And they can't get hold of it. Like yeah, they can't yeah, even yeah. get through to his agent. They've got De Niro. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But the people who turn down extras yeah. It's incredible. Like De Niro said yes. Keith Harris with Orville said no. Wow. <laughs> He's not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fun. And I yeah. think that is amazing. Like if I ever got to that anywhere near that level of mm. fame, that is that's exactly what you do. You go, who do I want to work with? Yes. I suppose you've done this with, with this podcast. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, I can't believe my luck. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so that that is um Extras is a weird one. It should be revisited. The last thing I heard about extras was like it's, there's a weird bit in the Amy Winehouse documentary, which is amazing. I think yeah. that's brilliant. But there is a scene where it's like it's the it's the saddest bit of the film. She's about two and a half stone underweight, and she's only about my height anyway. She's yeah. addicted to heroin, and there's it's her and I think um, her, it's her and some friends, and I think her husband at the time, that yeah. late guy, and they're doing coke, but off an extras DVD. Oh really? <laughs> there's lots of people. Oh going, no. It did take me out of it a bit that they were doing coke off an extra DVD. That's so sad. It is that that. Did you see that documentary? Yeah. Uh, I was a fan yeah. of hers anyway, but I feel like people who weren't fans 
could see that and she's go... She's so charismatic. Yeah, she was. She had that thing where she'd like light up a room. Yeah. Freddie Mercury amazing was the voice. same. I haven't yeah. seen the Queen film yet. It and looks I amazing. Think, <laughs> I'm a bit worried it might be terrible. <laughs> it looks great though. The trailer looks great. The trailer does. Yeah. I'm a bit worried it's going to be like Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. <laughs> oh, no. But I think he's going to be good, yeah, that yeah, Rami yeah. Malek guy. Yeah, he looks good. But it's a hard... What a hard um, person to emulate. On yeah, the screen. yeah, of course. Because every bit of documentary footage of Freddie Mercury, he's just like a ray of sunshine in a room. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. really hard to replicate that in a film. Yeah. It's probably easier because there's the Elton John biopics coming out. And that's probably easier because Elton John, even though he's, he's this incredible uh, songwriter. He's a bit and, of a prick. Well, I don't even think it's that because I quite like Elton John, but he seems yeah. like quite a normal guy. Yeah, absolutely. In amongst all the. Tiaras, tantrums and tiaras, that was that documentary, <laughs> wasn't it? In amongst yeah. all that and the immense wealth, I get the feeling that you'd meet him and go like, oh, you, well, I have met him and he, he was I just like well. a really famous man. Yeah, yeah, Whereas, how did you meet him? What were you doing? Um, so I went, <laughs> well, I went yeah. to the Royal Academy of Music, that's where I trained, yeah. and he went there too. And to raise funds to have our grand hall uh, refurbished, he put on a concert, a charity concert, at the Royal Albert Hall. Oh, wow. And uh, I had to sing Circle of Life. No as way. As John's support act. Me and my and my class. So there were 30 of us. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So I know all the words in Swahili. To, <laughs> and my whole year was white, except for one guy. So it's just 29 white people and one guy from Lebanon singing in Swahili. <laughs> <laughs> it's this grotesque look. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but we sure got that hall refurbished. But he did an hour and a half, just him at the piano. Wow. And he was great. Yeah, he did yeah. doing it all for free just to, just to help out. The institution that is the Royal Academy of Music. Well, he yeah. did this. He did this thing in Bruno as well. Yeah, of course. Um, I think he's got a good sense of humour. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's properly, you know, laughing at himself. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, huh. I remember that. I, I yeah, I love it when an audience, when you're in an audience, and there's a prop, you're properly hearing laughter and you're yes. It. I had that in America when I went to the cinema. I saw. <laughs> Fucking, it was only Kinky Boots, the film, not the musical. Oh, really? But it came out, I went to New York in 2006, and yeah. I went with my brother, paid for him as well, he owes me, and we went, and uh, one afternoon we went, let's just go to cinema, we sort of burned out seeing Broadway shows. Yeah, yeah. We went to the cinema, saw Kinky Boots, and the audience went mad, mad for it. Really? It's a real British film though. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was probably only in, you know, three cinemas across America and we happened to see it in one. Is it but, good? Is it a good film? Oh, it's great. It's, oh, great. Cool. it's great. It's great. Uh, Chiatel Ejiofor is in it uh, and he's probably about 25 in it. But yeah, 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 he's brilliant. He plays this drag queen. And uh, me and my brother sat there and felt like we were partly responsible for it because it was so <laughs> British. We were sort of going, yeah, yes, yeah. Yo, you're welcome. <laughs> Nothing to do with it. Yeah, now it's a oh, huge musical. Are you looking to forward to anything at the cinema? Um. Yeah. Uh, do you like Oscar season? I do. I do get excited at Oscar season. It's always better around sort of January. Time. Yeah. Yeah. So we are at that time where good films are going to start coming out. I mean, yeah. I realised I saw First Man the other day. Oh yeah. How, how did you find it? I saw it. It was good. Yeah. It was. I mean, yeah. It was really good, and it was interesting uh, take on it, and mm. it was sad. Um, and I did. There was a lot of shaky close-ups. Yes. And I thought there's a lot of shaky close-ups yeah. uh, but then you realise it works you know? it, it really captured the claustrophobia of being in those little spacecrafts I guess yeah. that's I think that's that's the that's what set it apart from me for other films 
set in space of yeah, outer yeah, space yeah. travel was the claustrophobia and how rickety all the equipment God, yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Um, you do feel scared yeah. and it is intense. But yes, it, it, is, it does make you feel a bit motion sick. <laughs> it, was, it was epic. It's epic, yeah. though, isn't it? I realise I love big films. Like, mm. A big event in the cinema. Yeah. Um, Did you like Gravity? Did you see that? I haven't seen Gravity. I don't oh, think I've seen Gravity. No. I, brilliant. Is it good? I loved it. Yeah. yeah. And I think Sandra Bullock's amazing in it. Yeah. Is it her? It's her and Clooney, is yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And he basically plays Buzz Lightyear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I love Gravity. Chair. In terms of like sheer viewing experience, that's one of the best ever experiences oh, really? I've had at the cinema. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that I, I realised that I, really, I just love big events films mm. um stan and ollie looks good yeah that looks brilliant uh i mean yeah it's coogan yeah and uh the story of laurel and hardy yeah um so yeah i've only seen the trailer of that but that looks really cool the, even the trailer made me tear up a bit yeah I think that looks like a, a good tearjerker yeah and i've read reviews um, oh how are they uh, I read, I've read a couple of reviews and they're yeah. really good. Good. But I try not to. You try not to read too many. You don't I want know. It to be to be swayed. My, I in awards season I tend to more because yeah. if you see a film that's got like ninety six percent, then I like getting excited yeah, about yeah. it. Um, like Star there's... is Born, I was expecting that to not get great reviews, and when they yeah. came out and they were all just going mad for this film, I was really excited about it. Yeah, and I really want to see that. I went to see it a couple of weeks ago. Oh, God. It was amazing. Was it? Oh, yeah. Brilliant. I love um, I love Bradley Cooper. Yeah, and and I think it's the best I've ever seen him. And she's um, incredible. I'll show you my Twitter. Uh, oh. Pic. Yeah, I met, met Brad. Oh, look at that. Hey, yeah. with Will Smith. With Will Smith. Oh, but yeah, Bradley but Cooper number one. one. Oh, yeah, and What was Will Smith like? Um... Uh, was he annoying? Um, no, he was lovely. <laughs> and um, I looked into a secret. I, I was yeah. backstage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was when they did the... Their famous dance. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And I've never seen the production team so excited because <laughs> every week they get these massive stars. On, yeah. And they were like, "Joe, this is going to be amazing." Mm. And I was like, "Something, something incredible is going to happen." I felt like, and they'd obviously been rehearsing. Yeah. The, the Will Smith, the Fresh Prince dance. Right. Um, and Jazzy Jeff was there. Yeah. And Carlton. And Alfonso. Yeah. yeah. yeah Carlton Alfonso. Banks, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and he was. Well, I witnessed, I probably don't know if I should say this, mm. I witnessed him giving them all a pep talk, and it was amazing. <laughs> it was really amazing. Um, he, he, oh, I don't know if I should say it. He went, no, go on. He, he just <laughs> went, we've got to be confident. we just got to be confident. <laughs> and that's all he was doing, really, just telling him to be confident, just that's be confident. Good. That's be confident. what Nick Helm told us all before we oh, did really? the show the other day, so there you go, him and <laughs> Will Smith, they're the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That was it, and it was, mm. it was amazing. And I've never, I've never seen anything like it. It was incredible. Right. Um, and Bradley, Bradley Cooper was was on it. Yeah. Uh, was he up. nice? He seems like a really nice guy. Lovely. Yeah, lovely yeah. guy. Yeah, very tall, very handsome. Is he tall? Uh, oh, yeah, right. he is He's tall. He's another yeah. one that you wouldn't expect to be tall. <laughs> and my wife was there at that one. She got yeah. very... Uh, she's got the hots for him. <laughs> and she bumped into him physically. She I mean, that's her, her excuse. She was like... Yeah. Oops, sorry, uh, Bradley. She's like backing up. Oh, I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh, God. I just uh, yeah, bumped into you again. <laughs> She's really annoyed because I got the one who got the selfie. Um, but <laughs> no, yeah, they're I, lovely. I like him a lot. They yeah. were lovely. Will Smith and Bradley Cooper were lovely. You find that the more famous they are often, the well, more yeah, they what, are. they don't have a reason to be an arsehole. Yeah, well, I mean, they yeah. do, actually, because they could get away with they it because they're be. so famous. Yeah. But they, 
like their life's really good and they often know it. Yeah. So it's kind of like I think that's why everyone who meets Tom Cruise, even though he is like mad into Scientology yeah. and his last wife left him in like the dead of night with their child. Yeah. But um I think other than that He's very charming. <laughs> I think Tom Cruise, I think like Scientology got the, its claws into him. If he put his like yeah. what he has, if he'd put that into something else like politics, he'd probably be president. Yeah. And a bloody good one. Yeah, better than... <laughs> yes, imagine. <I> <laughs> we've, got, we've got our first uh, right-wing stand-up comedian president. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, Who I'm else did you for... meet on Graham Wilson? Yeah, I, met, I mean, so I did it every week for three years. Wow. So I, met, I met some incredible people. Who was the biggest arsehole? <laughs> the biggest arsehole. I mean, they weren't, they weren't arseholes to me. No. But you hear... That certain people are difficult. Okay. Certain people you hear the the divas. Mm. I saw a couple of divas. Um, yeah. uh, some people I don't I don't mind saying Gwyneth Paltrow. Really, um, I'm not was, shocked. Yeah, and um, who's the diva who is uh, she is a dancer as well. J Lo, J Lo. Oh um, right, okay. And obviously Madonna, but not in, not you know just because it's Madonna. Yeah, she sort of gets away with it. It's like Madonna. Oh, that, that's just Madonna. It's always the people around them as well. Mm. I remember her PR or the people around them going, "Move out of the way, Madonna's coming through." Oh, for goodness' sake! Yeah, I was how like, big is, is she? Great <laughs> <laughs> um, Does she not get down the corridor? So there's yeah, there was a few divas. Right. I, I heard that Russell Crowe was, you know, uh, being He's challenging. Quite touchy, being challenging. Isn't he? Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, he was nice to me. And we okay, got right. selfie, and um, he's quite so. a touchy guy. I've heard a few interviews with him oh, really? where they go, "Oh, I emotionally heard... or physically?" <laughs> Don't uh, know, emotionally. emotionally okay. Yeah, I, there was an interview with him. I think for like Radio One or something when he'd done that terrible Robin Hood film, and they said, yeah. um, and they went like, "Oh, we your accent? How long did you have to work at that?" And you, there was a little pause, and he went, "What? Oh, what do you mean?" Oh, and he no. went, "Well." Obviously, you're not using your own accent. Oh so no! Did we, and you would you had there was like a bit of Irish in there, and he went, and that was just the wrong thing to say. And he went, <sighs> he went, there's no Irish in that accent. You got deaf ears, mate. You got deaf ears. And he walked out on the interview because oh they said, God. oh, you have a bit. Of, and I don't think they meant anything by it. They no. weren't going like your accent was shit, mate. It obviously Touched was though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Russell Crowe. I was there when uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg got pissed. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that was not the most comfortable viewing, actually. <laughs> no. I remember I was in the production office and I turned to one of the producers and I went, this is awful, or this is this is bad, isn't it? Right. And he went, oh, this is amazing. Right, so okay. Many people it's great telly. This. Great yeah. TV. Yeah. Because there was a moment where I was backstage with him mm-hmm. and he was with his entourage. Yeah. Famous entourage. <laughs> um, and drinking. And he got mm-hmm. offered a drink by my mate who works on the show. Right. And he went... Yeah, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to? Do you want another? I think he said, "Do you want another Russell Crowe in your hands or something like that?" Oh right. Um, and he went, "But I'll have a bottle of wine." Um, right. And he took the drink, and there was a moment. There was a moment where he just suddenly slumped, um, and it was amazing. He was on with um, Michael Fassbender, and, mm-hmm. and I think he felt a bit threatened. I don't know. Right. I, be I can imagine. I can imagine. No, that's. Um, and that, you know, Fassbender was at the height. Of, yeah. Um, his fame mm-hmm. and um, Sarah Silverman was on and I think okay. were, he felt just felt the need to be really alpha and she's so funny mm. and he's probably yeah. one of those guys who's like whoa 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 lady yeah yeah <laughs> it was leave a, the jokes a, to me it was a perfect storm yeah 
Oh, that's really um, funny. So that was interesting. That was in, interesting. An insecure life. little Wahlberg. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's quite short, isn't he? Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe, he, yeah, I, I think, think he is a little bit. I think he's quite short. He's probably, yeah. he's, but do you know who's really but if short? If he's listening to this, you know, he's a, yeah, look, he's a good guy. You're a good guy. Yeah. Good guy. <laughs> he's my biggest fan. <laughs> uh, apparently Al Pacino's really short, but you'd never know it. Yeah. You'd never, so, you'd ne- you never hear about how short Al Pacino is. <laughs> <laughs> he obviously made the difference in Back to the Future, didn't he? Definitely. You know. Definitely. He was always running. Christopher Lloyd's amazing. Wasn't he always running? <laughs> and he had great I just love the fashion was great yes um, yeah, yeah Christopher Lloyd's amazing it's a bit odd that relationship actually when you think about it <laughs> why actually. is this teenage boy hanging out with this old man yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know there's a lot of things that probably couldn't have happened to that you know couldn't make a film with that sort of thing going on yeah it would have today. to be like his uncle yeah so it's not weird but, you know, the, the Fonz, you know, he was... Yeah, he, that's never addressed how old he is in that show, is it? Do no. Do bring it up? Because even in, like, the first episode we see him, he looks 40. But he can't be, because he's still around now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pulling teenage girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a show that owes a lot to um, Henry Winkler, doesn't it? Because he's apparently oh, really? just the loveliest, kindest... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...funniest, smartest man. And I think without that man playing the Fonz... Yes. It's a sleaze. Whereas you watch yes. it, it's like, ah, that's the fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it was, I'm trying to think of a sleazy actor. It's quite hard to think of a Russell sleazy actor. Russell Crowe. <laughs> Russell Crowe. It's Russell hard Crow to think of a sleazy actor. I think there's a few. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, mate. <laughs> you got deaf ears, girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just hitting the jukebox and smashing. <laughs> Kicking like, it in. Yeah, I'm just too strong. <laughs> <laughs> Wahlberg comes in, slumps down, tells the girls to stop making jokes. Let's make happy days today. <laughs> With Wahlberg, yeah. just as his, himself. <laughs> <laughs> just Wahlberg slumped in the corner <laughs> to the bottle of wine. Russell Crowe plays the Fonz. Oh, that would be good. You're right, the Fonz needs to be played. I mean, it's hard, isn't it? It must have been hard casting the Fonz. Yeah. Well, like, I cool do loads of work with, on like uh, the drag circuit now. I've managed to worm my way into that. Yeah. And uh, drag queens, if it's a really nice guy behind the drag queen, they can say anything. Really? But if they're a bit of a spiky guy, they can say the same stuff on stage to the audience. Yeah. And it makes you go, ooh, it's really? weird. It's the it's the person behind get it that makes it. the, yeah. Yeah, I get away with some very bad jokes. Because <laughs> you're just so lovely. Yeah, so you give it a smile. <laughs> give, it, um, give it a bit of the old Joe Boy charm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for joining me, Joe. I think uh, oh, thanks for having me. I think me. I've taken up enough of your time. I feel like it's getting dark outside, but that's because of the weather rather than the time of day, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's hard to tell, isn't it? Oh. The clocks went back because the toys yeah. are taking us back 50 years. Whee. Is there anything you'd like to plug? <laughs> um, what, what would I like to plug? I, I've got my DVD, my comedy DVD oh, is yeah. out, my stand-up DVD download. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, on, it's on my pinned tweet on my Twitter. Oh, what's um, your Twitter? At Joseph Bohr. Right. Uh, uh, B-O-R. Uh, yeah, and I'm on Instagram, Joe Ball one um, Oh, well, we're all going to be finding you. And yeah. We'll, and, uh, check him out. Check Joe Ball, check him out soon. Um, do you. it soon, actually, because he's going to be in prison soon for all the libelous things he said about <laughs> <laughs> celebrities. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I think you're safe. Thanks, Thanks. Joe. I'm going to drive home Cheers. now and watch Friends. Bye. Bye. Well, there you go. That was Joe Bohr. He is great, at Joseph Bohr on Twitter, as he said. And he's very funny DVD. You should definitely get hold of it. I don't know if there's a digital download. 
if there is, download it. If there isn't, you can't. You can come and see me at Johnny Woo's All Star Brexit Cabaret. We're performing it at the E&O London Coliseum on December 17th. It is a great pre-Christmas treat and uh, it won't help you take your mind off Brexit, but it'll help you laugh at Brexit because how funny, the nation's on fire. Yeah, I don't really have much else to say, so see you soon. <laughs>